Hello everyone. This week I would like to promote Tom Rory Parsons. I've promoted Tom already in the past before, and I tried to avoid doing repeats, but I got a lot of respect for Tom and I think he deserves another one. Tom is an LGBTQ and autistic composer, and he produces the music for the SCP Archives podcast. He recently just released the soundtrack for uh, SCP-1730, or what happened to Site-19. Everyone who works on that show worked their ass off, uh, Tom especially. Not that he doesn't on all of his productions, but he definitely went above and beyond, and it's some of the best work that he's ever put out. So if you want to go and support him, you can find the soundtrack uh, link in the episode description or you can also just send some words of support which can definitely go a long way too and it would mean the world to me if you did so i'm gonna go ahead and do the mid-roll stuff at the beginning of the episode here just so that i don't uh, cause any break in the action apologies for the delay on this episode i have had a, a lot going on without getting too far into it it's a lot of good positive things so uh, no need to worry about me but it, it's uh, a lot of exciting new life things that are happening so it has unfortunately eaten into my free time quite a bit and might continue to i don't want to cause any delays to further episodes but i it, it might be just fingers crossed that uh, everything works out and I, I won't have to but i i, I really enjoy making the show and I, I don't want to have to so let's just see what we can do so the episode after this one will wrap up the arc and i'm excited because we've started recording uh the next stuff after that and is is gonna be good anyway there are no new reviews if you want your review read on the show uh go leave us a review on either Podchaser or apple podcasts but we do have a new patron and that would be sam chaplin aka sidecar sam thank you for supporting the show we really appreciate it speaking of patreon i need to go upload a thing on there soon so i'll go do that after i get this uploaded <laughs> Oh, and thank you to Michael Winton for always doing our music. And without further ado, please enjoy today's episode. Previously on SCP Play. I try and channel my past lives and maybe an ancestor knows more about this. You don't hear a response from him. What you do hear is a deafening screech that comes from the direction of each of the six trees further back in the room. The roots of the massive tree have pulled themselves free from the ground, and the tree starts to slowly move in your direction. I said I was hungry. start off with like basically right where we left off but i want to talk about a couple things first so i want to uh get in ahead of the the people who are very particular about how the game should be played which i don't think we actually have any answer like that but um skylar was supposed to have a minus one to uh the next role that she had after like falling um due to ben's magic that failed oh yeah uh, but your next roll was a six, so yeah. it, it did not wind up mattering, and I just didn't mention it at the time. But um, you do still have a held failure, so keep that in mind. Cool. Um, and then Miles's fail, I told you n don't take experience, 
And the reason for that is you are notably unaffected by the thing that happened immediately after. So just making that clear, and you, Jacob, specifically should maybe keep that in mind. <laughs> um, By what thing that happened? Is that when Ned got it? I don't remember what role I failed with my thing. This was um, a general everyone rolled plus weird, and then uh -huh. afterward, some people got fuzzy-brained, oh, and yeah, Mr. Yeah. Clark got very fuzzy-brained, and right. you, where we left off, are running toward Mr. Clark. Um, right. He was walking toward one of these uh, six trees that line sort of the side walls toward the back of the room. Um, and Miles, you... Uh, we left off your role, you succeeded, and you are able to reach Mr. Clark in time before he's able to get to this tree. You're about, like, ten feet short of the tree. Um, I, I'm assuming you just, uh, like, interpose yourself in between him and the tree or something? Uh, yeah. Okay. And as you do, um, you, like, get closer up to him, and as you are now closer to him, you see that his eyes sort of lose the glazed overlook that they had before but um he stops and is looking around now a bit confused seems to be still a bit hazy uh M mr clark uh don't don't get that uh you told me not to go close to the tree but uh, shouldn't you uh stay back a little bit what i wasn't i just at the door uh, uh okay um uh, what's here, here, oh back up back up uh, yep, get back. He's looking now at the big tree up at the front of the cathedral. Sure. Which, if you remember, has uprooted itself and is now no longer having a joyous sway back and forth, but is starting to use its roots to creep along the floor toward all of you. Is Mr. Clark still holding the raccoon? Yes. Uh, okay, as as Mr. Clark kind of snaps out of it, I'm going to take the raccoon cage from him. Okay. He's hazy enough that you don't have to do very much to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I figured he probably would be. Um, and I'm going to look at the raccoon inside and say, um, you, you serve Yaldabaoth, right? Or something? <laughs> Well, that is not Yaldabaoth, and he is trying to take over, so I bet you want to slow him down, right? Um, He's, like, tapping his little claw fingers together, just thinking, pondering if this is <laughs> worth it to him. All right. Um, right. I'll, I'll remind you, the last time that you saw this raccoon, you did give him a little bit of, bit of granola bar, and that, that seemed to make him happy. Oh. Um... <laughs> Okay, uh, I don't have a lot of time, but uh, here, maybe this will help convince you. And I uh, pick up the remainder of the uh, pancake from the ground and slide it between the bars. <laughs> uh, the raccoon doesn't hesitate. It just snarfs it down despite the fact that it's been caked with lint pocket at this point. Uh -huh, or, sure. or pocket lint at this point. And... Uh, he just then, like, wipes his little lips and then gazes back up to you, just determined look on his face. All right. And I set the cage down and point it at the tree, and I say, uh, raccoon, I choose you! And I open the cage. And then start kind of hustling, uh, Mr. Clark backwards away from the tree while the raccoon just 
hopefully distracts. <laughs> okay, so you release the raccoon. And initially, this raccoon does start charging. And then it starts to slow down as it gets about halfway into the room. And then it slowly starts walking toward one of the smaller trees on the side of the room. That doesn't seem... Hey, hey, raccoon. What are you doing? Does it respond to me at all? Nope. Okay. And you have no no more time to do anything else at the moment. Yeah, that's because this big tree <laughs> is coming at the rest of the group. The rest of you, when this is going on, um, I think all of you had sort of run up to where Miles had been uh, in order to stop him from getting dragged toward the tree by vines. And now you see that that big tree isn't trying to drag you toward it anymore. It's now coming to get you. What are you all doing? That's an excellent question. <laughs> yeah. So I was just going to ask, Lucas and Ben got influenced, but we rolled like kind of like in the, in the middle section for uh, getting influenced by the tree. Right? Yes. And so we went into a haze for a second, but we're out of it now. Mm -hmm. um, I'll say that you're somewhat in it still. And to quantify that, I might do minus one to a particular roll, depending on what you're trying to do. Okay. I'm going to use magic to trap a specific person, minion, or monster. In this case, That's... I guess, being a monster. Mm -hmm. That's a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Um... Plus weird. Do I get minus on my on my weird roll? Yes. It okay. was a weird influence, so I'm Got gonna it. say that yes, it, it is affecting you. So do minus one to whatever you get. Okay, so I still get plus one. Yeah. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby, that's an eleven. Well it doesn't <laughs> matter, you do it anyway. <laughs> Uh, works without issues, choose my effect. I trap a specific person, minion, or monster. So I imagine this looks like sort of like a, a sonic like shield, you know, when you get when you break Ooh. one of the capsules, there's you get like a little I forget what color it is in, in it's like Sonic. Blue. It's like yeah. a blue shield like blue shield kind of thing. Yeah, so very pixely like you can just see the edges and then maybe like little white lines to to show that there's something over it you know what i'm talking about yes <laughs> but mostly transparent but you can see like the blue outline of the of the shield over it so the tree is then continuing forward and you see that the top section of it that is very uh leafy begins to press up against uh, an, a barely visible surface and then its big bulbous nose bonks into this and it is <laughs> unable to continue moving forward awesome it lets out a, a groan in frustration at you. you well ned if you want to try your thing might now might be a good time to do it yeah, nice job this will give me the chance to try it okay um so i guess i've been kind of using the stamen pistol to ward away all of the vines from getting people we're gonna we're gonna see what happens if i try for a kill shot here so uh we're just going to to aim the the stamen pistol going by benji's instruction at the uh 
the giant tree thing. And I guess I'll see what happens. So I'm just resolutely standing there, uh, legs astride, holding my ground in front of it, face full of determination. <laughs> determination. Seeing that the stamen pistol may one day hurt the tree, it fills me with determination. <laughs> so... I want you, Dan, to roll... Yeah, I want you to roll plus weird for me. You got it, boss. That would be a six total. Hmm. I I can justify. Uh, like Ben is literally making the the portal or the the um protection thing around this tree, so I I can justify Ben helping out with this to allow me to do this thing. So I'm I'm rolling help out. Yes. Okay. Do I still get minus one since it, if it's cool? No, I want you to do it with weird since what you're actively doing is your magic. Um, but take the same minus one, so just total plus one. Okay, so it would it would be the same either way. But yeah. Okay. Well, I would maybe take the minus one from your cool. Oh yeah. Okay. Ben, you're gonna need to put a hole in the shield for it to go through. It's not working. All right, got it. Hold on. Uh, I pull it open and I rolled a nine. Okay. On a seven to nine, your help grants them plus one to their roll, but you also expose yourself to trouble or danger. And I feel like that is a very apt result mm -hmm. for what's about to happen. Yes. So then, Ned, your mixed success. When you try to target the tree in order to do whatever the stamen pistol has been doing for you recently it doesn't target the tree it targets a vine but it doesn't exactly do what it had done before either one of the vines that you had targeted before that had gone limp previously whips into action and as ben is creating a small hole in the shield this vine whips through that hole and grabs onto the bulbous nose of this tree monster. What? Is that supposed to happen? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I tried pointing at the tree and it did that thing. I, I don't know what to do. What's going on? It didn't seem to like it. That's progress, right? I guess. And as this vine is now whipped around its nose, it seems to be especially upset with you, Ben, since it now realizes where this magical portal is coming from. Oh, good. Of course. <laughs> it's starting to force its way through this hole that has been created, but will not be able to do so just yet. Cool. When this vine wrapped around the nose of this tree, it seemed bothered by that because it's uh, just bothered and literally damaged. Yes. <laughs> okay, so it's like it's not just a nuisance; it like literally damages. Yes. This being okay, cool. There's a a bit of sap that trickles from the nose. You're not you're not sure if that's like snot or, uh, blood from a tree, but either way, it doesn't look comfortable. 
Okay. I think we now are to Skylar. Yes. So, as you see this situation going on, you sort of ponder on how you can contribute to the situation. And as you are, you feel the book call to you. It says... So Skylar's immediate reaction or immediate thought is to reach out to this book and open it, but something inside her tells her not to because she is unsure of the power that this book and Yaldabaoth can hold. And after what happened with Miles and everything, she is resistant to opening that book again. So she doesn't. And she instead chooses to use what's at her disposal and reaches into her backpack, picks up Twok Twok, and wants to launch him to the tree's nose. (laughs) Okay. Uh, In that case, roll to... Uh, <laughs> Roll to chuck the chicken. I, I, yeah, I'm <laughs> guessing that this is a, basically a kick some ass roll. Where did Chuck the chicken come in? This is Twok Twok. And Chuck the chicken, chicken for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I have zero tough. That's a 10. Nice. Yes, that is a good roll. <laughs> hey, hey, okay. Twok baby. Let's Twok-twok. go. I think Shala has proficiency with Twok Twok, if I remember correctly. (laughs) (laughs) On the character sheet. (laughs) So choose an extra effect. You gain uh, the advantage, take plus one forward, or give plus one forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm, plus one harm. You suffer less harm, minus one to you, or you force them where you want them. Yeah, I was thinking about you force them where you want them. Um, So basically, like, away from Benji. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would that would be getting the job done. I I will say it is already trapped in the thing. It's just a small hole. Uh if left unattended, it would make this hole larger and it is starting to do so. True. Okay. It's a perfectly twak twak sized hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is a small black chick, so anything is a twak twak sized hole. Yeah, I think you force them where you want them is where I would want Okay. Hmm. I do have a held failure on you. Yeah, you do. I just remembered that. Okay. So you toss twok twok, and twok twok. I chuck twok. Sorry, my my mistake. <laughs> How dare I? You chuck twok twok, and twok twok. Uh, immediately understanding your intentions. Uh. Like a a fighter jet extends. Is little, her is it is a chicken lays eggs yes there yes her there there yeah we'll, we'll use non-binary their wings uh outward and starts gliding toward this hole uh seeing the vine that is extended off of the ground and uh stretching to the nose and wrapping around it of this tree uh starts to run across this vine sort of like a, a an expert tightrope trapeze artist of sorts but doing it very quickly and just looking like the most badass chicken that you've ever seen they they glide in and 
kick the big old tree in the nose and start clawing at its its face and you see the sharp talons of twak twak cut into this tree and you see some sap begin to fall from it this tree is massive and immediately is just taken aback by the the ferocity of this chicken that has just ambushed it and just decides to open up his big mouth and chomp down on this bird. Oh my god. You don't see Twok Twok anymore. Ah! Uh, no! Twok Twok! Twok I literally gasped. Oh my god. God! Skylar, no! what are you doing? What did you do? Twok Twok! Oh my god. Twok Twok, no! What uh... have you done? <laughs> god. So he's... Was he like... Do we hear a crunch, or is it just... <laughs> so, okay. He's gone. Has the whole room just frozen at this? Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I need to know if other people are taking actions or if you de- you're just sitting and waiting. <laughs> I think I think even the raccoon has probably been snapped out of his uh, trance and is now agape at what is being <laughs> done to small animals in this room. I'm I'm still holding my magic, or trying to. <laughs> That's fair. So uh, you don't hear a crunch when the mouth closes, but when you see the tree open its big maw, you don't see, like, teeth on it. There might be just, like, jagged pieces of wood or something that are in there, mm. but whenever it closes its mouth, it's just quiet for a bit. Then you hear, like, small distant impacts. So, um, Twok Twok is very special to me, and at the side of this, um, can I pass this barrier? There's the hole. You can, you can imitate what Twok Twok just did. I am did literally going to launch myself through this hole. <laughs> just after this diving event. leap through the... <laughs> yes. Leaping through this um, hole. Act under pressure then, please. Okay, okay. Ooh, okay. That's a seven. Can I help out and try to make the hole more Skylar size? Um, seven won't be able to be pushed up anymore. Oh, true. Right, you're right. So, tell me exactly what your your intent is. So there's not. Um, this is more like a blind instinct kind of situation. But um, the only thing I have on hand is uh a flashlight. Uh, oh wait, no, I do have a gun, but probably would have just uh, reached for a flashlight, um, and I would have uh, wanted to launch myself through that hole and just start whacking at this tree and the vines and everything, and the roots and everything that I see. Hmm. Mm. Okay, I'll give you this, Ben. You cannot uh, help out, but you can enchant a weapon. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'll yeah, I'll enchant a weapon with use magic. Rolling. Okay, you're trying to enchant uh, a flashlight, so go ahead and roll. Oh, I thought you were telling um, me to enchant talk talk, but okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the um, weapon. Hmm. Depending on how this roll goes, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Um. Do I still have negative one? weird um yes okay 
I'm just going to assume that I have that until the tree is taken down. Is that? Uh, I'll let you know when you don't have it anymore. Okay. All right. Hell yes. That's a 12. Hannah. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you my gosh. You, you enchant a weapon <laughs> and plus one harm and plus magic. Uh, what kind of magic are you imbuing onto the flashlight? What is Skylar currently using it for? Just to see inside the tree? No, just to like as whale a, on the tree. Maybe just because I'm trying to save Twok Twok, thinking of something with fire. But I don't know if that would be the practical. That's situation. also what I was thinking. I was also thinking like tree. It shoots light. It it's gonna burn. So yeah. I feel like. Yeah, like when you hold a magnifying glass to an ant, you know? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the way that this uh, magic appears then is you turn on the flashlight and then a magnifying glass appears in front of it that focuses it onto the tree. <laughs> and instead of hitting it in the nose, you hit it in its eyes. Yes. And it lets out another groan. <laughs> As it does groan out, uh, you see coming from the mouth of this big old tree is a twok twok that is uh, hurriedly flapping and running away from the tree. Um, the tree starts to swipe a bit wildly, angry now that it has been partially blinded. Sure, I've been there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and very lightly catches twok twok uh that is as twok twok is trying to flee from the tree gets swiped a bit with the branches but as twok twok is hit um they just sort of brush it off and keep running to you but you feel pain as twok twok is hit a similar sort of pain that you're all too familiar with that happens uh in your abdomen take one harm Okay. Yikes. And you're at two because you got uh, the vines that hurt you the day before, or the uh, last session. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. Okay. You are inside of this barrier, but you now have a twok twok safe and sound in your arms. Yes. I definitely uh, reach out to him and immediately put him back in my backpack after <laughs> awesome. like giving him a couple pets and then he's <laughs> safe and sound. I, I will note that you and Twok Twok did a lot of damage to this tree, especially with the uh, added bonus that the enchanted weapon gave to you. Um, it's been a minute since we've checked up on Miles. So all of the action with the trees, or the big tree is happening toward the front of the room, and you're currently at the back uh, and watching the chaos of what's happening with Twok Twok. The raccoon is still trying to walk towards one of the trees. Yep, we're going to put a stop to that. Um, I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going to kind of run towards the raccoon and see if it kind of snaps out of it like uh, Mr. Clark did. Can you read a bad situation for me? I would love to, Kenneth. That'll be 
It's plus sharp. Uh, all right, that's a eight plus one, nine. Okay, and you get to hold one. Hmm, and I gotta say, I think currently of what I'm trying to do, I want to know what's the best way to protect the victims. The victims being, I think in this case, Mr. Clark and the raccoon who have seemed uh, to uh -huh, be uh -huh. in you're, you're reading what I'm about to tell you. Uh, <laughs> so you run toward the raccoon. And as you near the raccoon, it does start to snap out of it. But the raccoon is immediately very confused and only sees you running toward it and immediately starts growling and chittering at you angrily. No, no, it wasn't me. It was, it's the tree. You gotta, you gotta, uh, I guess you gotta stay close to me. You get the creeping feeling that Mr. Clark might also still be in trouble because now uh -huh. you have departed him yep sure have uh i'm gonna miles just like a shepherd running around the room <laughs> I, I do like the idea of throughout this whole thing miles just running back and forth between the raccoon and mr clark to be like no way you created this problem for yourself because <laughs> you let this raccoon out <laughs> <laughs> so i can reason with mr clark at least or at the very least speak the same language as mr clark I'm going to, like, start to step away from him to, like, go towards the raccoon. And as I get near the raccoon, realize, wait a second, I probably need to be near him. So I'm going to uh, run back to Mr. Clark and grab his hand and be like, uh, come on, Mr. Clark, uh, you got to stick with me, uh, and we need to help this raccoon. I'm going to try to bring right, him with I me. I thought I was going back to the door again. What? Uh, uh, change the plans. Come on. Let's go. Hop to okay. it. Okay. The raccoon in the time that you were doing that is at the tree come on come on come on come on, come on. and sort of s similar to how you initially found the raccoon it begins to be wrapped around in a lot of vines and it starts to get hugged toward the tree and you see more knots on the tree begin to form and start to envelop the raccoon. Um, does the raccoon react at all when I get close again? Uh, as you're getting close, it is now, yes, freaking out because it's okay. being enveloped by a tree. Good to know. And starts to try to bite at things, but it is not fully enveloped. Um, it has like um, an arm that's currently inside of it <laughs> okay uh, so it has you would say one of its arms is restrained uh, um, yes and I happen to know a certain fact about Yaldabaoth's servants <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do anything to this raccoon of course Miles Miller would never but he's going to, he's going to say, hey, you got to get your arm out. You got to get your arm out. You're, it's going to suck you in by your arm. Come on, buddy. And I'm going to like gesture at my arm and be like pointing at my arm and then like pointing at the tree and then like doing like a no motion, like shaking my head and try to signal the raccoon. You got to get your arm out. Hmm. I'm going to, this isn't a person, but I'm going to make you roll. <laughs> trust me. Oh, okay. That's I like that. Um <laughs> Yeah, I do like that a lot. 
So you tell them the truth in order to protect them from danger. Yeah. The, the, the like seemingly only solution that this raccoon has is to eat its limb, which it sort of already is used to at this point. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, plus okay. Charm. So that's a six plus three charm is nine. So on a seven to nine, they do it, but the keeper chooses one from, they ask you a hard question first, <laughs> they stall and dither a while, or they have a better idea. <laughs> uh, what, what better idea would this raccoon have? Um, I feel like this raccoon's going to have some great ideas, though. <laughs> I also like the idea of it stalling and dithering for a while, maybe uh, trying to garner some more uh, pancake or granola bar. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is what i'm thinking <laughs> uh, i i'll say that yeah the raccoon like starts to like nibble on its arm like, understanding your idea and then just like retracts like <sighs> like doesn't seem to like the taste of its own arm <laughs> <laughs> so then he, he just sure, holds sure. out a little paw like i want something else first um Okay, Miles is fresh out of pancake. I think an argument could be made that he still has some granola bar with him. He points at your arm. Um. Specifically, no. right where he had bit you before. Um, uh, that didn't go so good last time you bit me. He's, um, he's still pointing. I, I'm sure I've got granola bar in here or something. Uh, would that work? Uh, okay. Um. Uh, okay, come on, come on, come on. And I, I, like, get over closer to him, and I start trying to help, like, work him out of the vines, but also, like, I'm close to him, my arm is there. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Clark is still dazed, so he doesn't, like, stop you from doing yeah, this. Yeah, he's... Mr. Clark ain't doing shit. Classic. So what happens is the raccoon bites onto your arm and tears open the skin sort of surface level. And then digs its nose into your arm and pulls out something that looks sort of like a sickly tumor or a cyst of some sort. It then devours it and then starts biting its own arm. Ah, what was that? Did you, le did you hide that in there last time? <laughs> he's just like um. waving you away like while he's gnawing on his arm. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, good luck. Uh. Take two harm? <laughs> yeah, that seems. Oof. Miles isn't looking so good. Um, does that put you at unstable? Yeah, yeah, that puts me at unstable for sure. I've also had harm for a, a while. <laughs> I, I have no idea where it came from, but I know I've had it on my character sheet for many oh, sessions okay um so i the only person that i think should have had harm should have been skylar yeah going into today's session okay um, good to know because skylar got hurt like trying to climb the vines and i don't think anyone else had any other damage that happened what if I have mental harm from everything that's been <laughs> going on? We all have mental harm. <laughs> Maybe that's why we all had one harm already. <laughs> Which leads us to our sponsor. Better, Better help. <laughs> Better help. <laughs>
<laughs> I had so many BetterHelp ads recently. Um, that's my bad. I I thought I had said that before, but I I'm prob I probably just brain fart. So Skylar should be at two harm. Yes. Yeah. Miles, Miles is, is at two is harm. Two harm. I didn't. I don't think anyone else has taken any other harm. Got it. You have successfully uh, pulled the raccoon away from the tree. Its little paw is now getting absorbed into the tree, but the raccoon is safe. And the raccoon jumps into the cage and closes the door. He's no longer dealing with whatever deals that you were offering him. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's super, super fair. I'm really sorry, buddy. Okay. Um... I think that I think that's all for you at the moment. Yeah, yeah we yeah, need yeah. to jump over to someone else. So, Skylar is trapped in the barrier currently. I think Ned is the only person left that needs to go this turn. Yeah. So, Ned, do you have anything that you would like to do? Miles, quit playing with the raccoon. Skylar's in danger. I know. I there was a lot going on. So, Skylar is trapped in there with the tree or is is the tree trapped in there with skylar it looked like she did a, a good amount of ooch alf to it <laughs> ooch alf. so um this church was like built by my ancestors and ancestors since then have been like i'm not 100 percent sure on the details of this but like trying to find it trying to reclaim it trying to bring it to glory or something like that. Again, not 100% sure, uh, but that's kind of what I'm working with. And I uh, think... Real quick reminder of last time, you tried to reach out to Grandpa Rick, if you remember, and you heard a deafening screech come from each of the like six trees at the back of the room. I had 10,000% forgotten about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... I'm glad that you mentioned it again. Mm -hmm. I had forgot about it for the moment too, so I just wanted to make sure it was fresh on our minds. Very cool. I also think that when we did the last episode, I didn't really make that connection. That's a very <laughs> <laughs> obvious connection to make. Mm. What was I? How mm. tired was I last time? Okay. <laughs> um, change of plans. <laughs> And uh, so the, this, as far as I can tell, the gun really only seems to affect vines. Uh, it affected the tree that your father was in. That is true. That is true. It affected the tree that my father was in. I, I will say the, um, it seems more that the uh, vines reacting more to the weapon seems probably more your inexperience with it rather than um like you doing something gotcha. incorrectly with it yeah i have i have seen it affect the tree uh before okay now how do i justify in character my sudden realization that i need to to open up these trees Wait, because, like, that all happened before the tree started moving? I I would think that Ned's immediate concern would be about Skylar, and then you can address the other issue Okay, after. okay, cool. That is a good question that Shello asked. I did that before the tree started attacking us, right? 
Yes, right before the tree had uprooted itself. Yeah, I think I did that. So immediate dangers first. Okay, so it'll be like I get a moment to re reconsider, but first I have to save Skylar. Okay, yes. cool. But Skylar's just like kicking ass in there, but she looks like she will be in danger very shortly. Mm -hmm. Okay, and cool. uh, you you're still like sort of controlling the vine that is wrapped around its nose currently. Awesome. Sounds good. So I think that I would like to be a snake charmer sort of guy here and have my try to control my vine to restrain the tree that's wildly swinging around and looks like it's about to hit Skylar. Okay. Yeah, roll plus weird again then. Awesome. This will hopefully be to protect someone. Oh, roll plus weird. What do you know? Another six. Uh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you you do take a an experience with this. Oh yeah. Sorry, Skylar. That's. <laughs> I think I'm actually gonna. I'm going to hold the failure on you. I'll say when you try to uh, adjust where your gun is pointing in order to uh, grab another vine um, that might have been creeping towards Skylar, uh, that vine instead goes limp. So you're unsuccessful in what you were trying to do, but the actual failure part might come later. Gosh, I just don't know how to use this dang thing. Uh, that's okay, Ned. You'll get it. You'll get it soon. So, Lucas has been on the side uh, of the room a, a bit dazed, but... Yeah, what's our boy up to? He he started <laughs> to shake off uh, this dazed confusion and was then rustling around in his pocket to pull out um, a pixel buddy to, to get some sort of help here. And he now plugs in one of the USB drives and uh, on his watch none of you are nearby to see which one that he picks but he's now been chatting to the the little guy to see if he could get any help and i'll i'll, I'll do a roll for lucas I'll, I'll do a roll for lucas and see if if what he tries to do is effective i should make like a character sheet for his stats and stuff because he he kind of does things or maybe i'm just trying to live a fantasy of playing in the game <laughs> being a I player run. no that that <laughs> makes sense his charm stat does. is off the wazoo okay so after consulting uh his watch lucas runs over to you ned uh ned i, I got an idea um th I, this is bob the thing you look at his watch and it looks somewhat like a bear and it has only two legs and just sort of a weird m mammal looking figure but he just flashes them real quick and says um yeah so he knows stuff about foresty things and he had an idea um one one sec he places a hand on your shoulder and then points his hand outward toward the vine that you were trying to control as he does, the vine reacts and whips around the tree. Holy crap, that worked! 
Hey, hey, that's pretty good. You can teach me how to do that. I don't know how I did. But the mixed success part of this that he got is it pulls the tree, but drags it backward to the backside of this barrier where it was a little bit weaker because Ben had been concentrating on the front side. It's pulled backward away from Skylar, but the barrier falls. Oh, Ooh, that, that guy might have worked a little too good. <laughs> broke the barrier right open. No, I guess I don't know how to control the strength of that. You're right, it is harder than it looks. See what I'm saying? Um, anyway, are we going to do anything about that, or...? And, uh, Ned looks around and Quake takes a quick survey of the situation. So, the tree is away, um, the tree is, like, pushed away from us all, somewhat restrained. Skylar is safe. Miles is okay. Everyone is temporarily alright. And he is going to look around at the group. Guys! All these, all these small trees around here. We gotta, we gotta open them up. You guys have anything sharp that can, can tear them open? Uh, I got a knife. That'll do. Help me get this one. All right, I go with Ned to help. Okay. So you're just going up to one of these trees on the side? With my big knife that I've had in my inventory this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you're just trying to carve into the tree. I'm doing as uh, Ned instructs me. I think that is going to be attempt number one. Okay. Um, do, do, do kick some tree, kick some bark. <laughs> For me. Um, if you're working together, uh, yeah, Ben, do it, and then Ned should be good at helping out because he does plus two to help out. I'm very good at helping out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and then I have regular tough. I don't have any negative to that. Yeah, yeah, your your tough is fine. Um, okay. The, uh, I'll say that the uh, effect was only on your weird. Okay. Got it. <laughs> oh my! It's a she 12. can't be stopped. Do I not even need oh to help? My oh my god! My god. <laughs> What's going on with got your dice? Got loaded dice tonight. What the Hannah? Fuck? Hannah. Okay. Um. So. You just run up to like the nearest tree and start hacking into it with your big knife, <laughs> yeah, but it is a tree, so I can't say that you logistically chop it down, True. but That's I fair. think you target the naughty, sickly parts of the tree, and these are a bit weaker, so you're able to carve into it enough and sort of peer into what might be behind these knots. And as you do... The both of you stare at just a a very hairy surface that is immediately behind these knots. Oh my god. Okay, that that probably gave me the crack I needed. Um and with that, I'm gonna try aiming the the stamen pistol at the tree and doing similarly to the to the first tree we saw on this side of the log. You raise the stamen pistol at this tree. And as you do, similarly to how the very large tree outside loosened its grip on your father, the 
growths begin to recede, and a figure begins to emerge from the tree. You see the very hairy surface begin to spread further out and extend up further on the tree, and you see the figure that steps out is humanoid, but not human. Uh Uh-oh. You see your big buddy Bigfoot again. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) What the fuck? Why is he here? (laughs) He's not expecting that. (laughs) He doesn't fall unconscious like your father did, but steps out in front of you and looks a bit confused. What the fuck? I told you guys! I told you guys! <laughs> the the Bigfoot points to the gun in your hand. The statement pistol. I, uh, I raise both of my hands, one hand still holding the gun, as if I mean no harm. He holds out a very large palm to you, as if asking for it. You're not seriously going to give it to him. Daniel needs to think about this for a brief second. <laughs> How heckin' hilarious Give would it Bigfoot be? Bigfoot a gun. What would Ned do? He has Bigfoot asking something of him. The, he's He's been looking for Bigfoot for his whole life. Does he revere Bigfoots as the uh, big feet? Excuse me. <laughs> As, as like, the most trustworthy possible creatures? Is is that it? That's that's an excellent question. I, I think I'm honestly... I'm just going to roll for this, a 50-50 shot, and then I'll justify it either way. So evens, it's Bigfoot with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, it was odds. Ah! Uh, no! <laughs> Okay. I think Bigfoot's gonna Can take Skyler it from shout you. out. Ned, give it to him. <laughs> Is everyone like encouraging me to give the gun to this Bigfoot? I think Benji's not. Right? I mean, Ben is just incredulous. I'm not saying you should do one thing over the other. Like, are we seriously giving Bigfoot a gun right now in this moment? <laughs> And I mean, thinking about it, Ned has not been super effective with this gun. He's kind of failed, like, every time he's tried to use it. Even uh, even Lucas is better at using the gun than he is. Maybe Bigfoot is an expert gun user. Bigfoot seems to know what he's doing. They're... Bigfoots, you know, are a race of very wise and intelligent <laughs> creatures. They They come from a long lineage of expert outdoorsmen. They have an intricate knowledge of human culture and uh, the human anatomy. This is Ned's that, headcanon. That they're able to hide so effectively from humans. And I think all of this knowledge uh, that, that Ned has of Bigfoot would give him an innate trusting of Bigfoot. And without even thinking about it, he just has his hands upturned, thinking like, "Oh, I don't want—I want to hurt you, Bigfoot." And then he sets the gun down. Hell yeah! So, I just have a a held failure against you, but I think I'm not gonna be able to use it, cause this was the correct choice. 
I'm glad I trusted in Bigfoot. Uh, but I will keep that in mind that you have it going forward. So you place the stamen pistol into Bigfoot's hand. He closes a gentle grasp around the stamen pistol, and it then pulsates and becomes a bit larger to more appropriately fit the large palm of this Bigfoot. Bigfoot then smiles down at you, Ned, and gives you a little pat on the head before turning to the massive tree at the front of the room, raising the stamen pistol at it, and every vine in the room whips around this tree. The tree lets out a gruesome groan before the face begins to fade away from the tree. And some unseen force leaves the tree, and it moves no more. Well, another uh, exciting success from Miles Miller over here, huh, guys? Did you hear clicking coming from the other side of the room? Of a, of a camera going off. <laughs> did we? Did we give Bigfoot a gun? Did we give Bigfoot a gun? Okay, can we end it there? Can that be the end of the episode? <laughs> just, just that. <laughs> Next episode is we fight the real boss, Bigfoot with the gun. <laughs> I had a little bit more I wanted to do, but that is too good of a spot to end it. <laughs> oh my god, that's perfect. Okay. All content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under the Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0, and all concepts originate from the SCP Wiki and its authors. Please see scp-wiki.net for all the original content. For all SCPs used and referenced within our episodes, please see our page on the SCP Foundation Wiki. You can find us at scp-wiki.net slash scp-play-podcast-hub, which is also linked on our anchor page. Thank you to Michael Winton for all the music that we use in our show, and thank you for listening.